the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. You're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and today's guest is... Tim Storm. Tim, thank you very much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Benny. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, big fan of, of the writing and your podcast, so it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, thank you very much. Not only have you held the NWA World Heavyweight title, the National Wrestling Alliance title, but how, how long has your career been? Give us a little brief uh, uh Recap of your your career when you started and and how long you've been in it. Uh, I started late in life. Um, I started at about thirty one or thirty two, and this is my coming up on my twenty sixth year. Uh, I'll be fifty eight uh, coming up. And to people who aren't familiar with me, that's uh, you know that is that is uh, later than most people continue to wrestle. But uh, as long as I feel like I can be competitive and present myself in a professional way, I'm, you know, I'm going to co- continue to do it. Um, I started training in Paris, Arkansas, you know, like I said, almost 26 years ago. And there for a long time, it was strictly all over the South. Um, but since then, especially with, like you said, with the NWA, you know, I've had the opportunity to go to, uh, you know, I, I have not wrestled in every state, but I've been to, I don't know, lots and lots of states and just wrestled in Japan and, you know, a little bit of Mexico and those kind of things. So that's, uh, that, that's, that's where I started and that's where I've been. And, you know, I, I'm slowly kind of, I'm continuing to wrestle because I love it and I'm passionate about it. But, you know, I'm moving into, uh, uh, the commentating side with the NWA and helping with some other things. So, you know, I, I just, I just love the wrestling business and want to continue to be a part of it. When you think about the National Wrestling Alliance, the world heavyweight title, you know, in your own words, what what does that represent? What what does that mean? Because to me, it's pretty special, and and I'm not a wrestler, and I've never held that belt. I grew up an NWA wrestling fan. Um, very very fortunate growing up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I was centrally located, and you know, this is back before we had you know, 487 channels or whatever. But I got uh, I got Memphis wrestling in the morning because, you know, that's what five and a half hours for Memphis. So, you know, I got Lawler and Dundee and uh, all the, you know, all those things that happened there. And in the afternoons, uh, I got this, you know, I got, um, Mid South, which was, you know, in NWA wrestling. And, um, you know, I got, uh, the Superstation. So I got Georgia, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling became the NWA and all of those things. And then, and then at night, I got world class. Uh, on, for every Saturday, I usually managed to find all three and watch all three, and I became a fan. And to me, I loved all of those. Um, but the NWA to me was the most entertaining and the best wrestling, and I just became an NWA fan. So, you know, it, when I had an opportunity to wrestle for the NWA, I, I remember one of my first 
maybe my first year in the business, I was going up and I got booked on, and it turned out to be like a, a little outlaw show that had no affiliation with the NWA, but they were calling themselves NWA Mid-South, which connected to me two things that I grew up watching, and I was so excited. Um, you know, it was probably neither one of those in reality, which is what that organization was calling itself. But to me, to wrestle legitimately for the NWA, and I think in my very first match for a promoter named Robert Langdon, who owned uh, NWA Texoma, uh, both the Arkansas and the Oklahoma side. I'm sorry, the Texas and the Oklahoma side. I won the NWA uh, Oklahoma heavyweight title. And then that just kind of fed me. So to, uh, to answer your question, to me, the NWA world's title is the, it is without a doubt the oldest. It's the great grandfather of every title in, uh, in the business. It's the oldest organization. And to hold that title at all, much less to hold that title for a year was, uh, I use this in a promo that, and when I, like most things, when I said it, I didn't know, uh, that it was going to catch the way it did, but it really was my mountaintop of wrestling. It was as, it was as high as I could possibly go and, uh, nothing will ever top that. And I've had a lot of good opportunities since then with the NWA, but nothing will, will top holding the NWA World's Heavyweight title. When you look over the list of champions, and I'm talking, you know, every era, even outside of our our, our, our lifetime, you know, uh, what, what champion do you think sticks out in your mind? There's so many great wrestlers yeah. that have held that belt. Uh, you know, I think you, in my mind, at least you have to kind of have categories. Um, you know, at, you could have best promo, you could have who made the best money, who was the most technical wrestler, who longevity. I mean, you can divide all those things up and like, you know, to me, it's a who's who's list of professional wrestling, technical, long-term, obviously Luthez, you know, was one of what the second champion or, you know, of, of, the, of, the, of any era. I, I think Dusty Rhodes was one of the, was, Probably one of the best promos of all time. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, you know, not to jump into the easy answer, but I think Ric Flair was, was the total package. He obviously drew money, cut a great promo, had great matches. You know, I mean, he did, he did everything. Uh, and I know, you know, we all do. We've, we've all heard and about what Mike, the, what the possible knocks on that would be, but that, that would be, those are the people that jump into my my mind, but you know Terry Funk, Dory Funk, uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, uh, all those guys were amazing champions and and checked those boxes all the way down through that. So it, it's it really is. And, and if you if you come into the modern era, uh, you know if you look at Sting and Ricky Steamboat and AJ Styles, I mean it's just it's it's a who's who of of some of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have to probably, you know, you know, Dusty for promos, right? But, you know, yeah. Harley Race and Ric Flair. I mean, yeah. golly. I mean, those two guys pretty much monopolized the NWA for three, four year period. I was a huge Harley Race fan. And I think, and, and there were so many legitimate tough guys in there, but I think Harley Race may be the, the toughest of all time. Um, and I had the pleasure and the honor to get to work with him for a little bit and, or for him for a little bit. And, you know, it, that was a huge moment for me. Boy, that, that guy loved to talk about wrestling. Well, it was his life. He dedicated everything to it. 
uh, sacrificed so much for it and represented the very best in the business for a long, long time. Right. He, uh, I interviewed him and he told me to call his school the next day, uh, so someone could, um, hook me up with a picture. And I called the school and he answered the phone and he talked to me for about an hour and a half. Wow. And, and yeah. thanked me for calling back. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, I think the people like that in the business understand that it, we're all in this together. You know, it doesn't matter what our role is in the business. It's, we're trying to promote and make each other successful. And he, he understood that, you know, I mean, he, right. from, from every aspect, from a, from a wrestler to a promoter, you know, I mean, I, I got to work with him with, uh, with World League and then it became World Legion or vice versa, you know, and that was, I mean, and even today, um, you know, I, I, Trevor Murdoch and I have become very good friends through our NWA tapings and, you know, our new, our, our new NWA world champion. And, and that's a legacy that he carries forward even today. Every time he goes in the ring, he's, he's carrying Harley forward. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's really kind of neat to see the wrestlers who, you know, uh, who passed their, their wrestling on to, you know, people that were watching today. And, you know, when you find out, oh, so-and-so trained me or Funny Bones by Nick Bockwinkle. Do you know who Funny yeah. Bone is? Have you, yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, while Nick, Nick Bockwinkle was, uh, what, AWA champion was primarily where he made his name. I, an incredible champion. Uh, mm-hmm. classy guy, great at every aspect of the business, looked great, wrestled great, made money, drew. I mean, he's another great champion out there. Right. Hey, what, have you had the opportunity to ever wrestle Adam Pierce? Because I thought he was, during the time that he was NWA champion, uh, which was a time where a lot of people, you know, questioned if NWA was still in existence, you know, he held that title like five times. I mean, what, what is your take on Adam? Love him to death. I, I've, I've met him a few times. I've never got to, to sit down and spend a lot of time with him. I know that there was a time when uh, we were booked for one match, and I think it was actually going to be a – uh, Iron Man type match, either a 30 minute or one hour time match. And, and the match never happened. Um, I think he got signed at the time I was holding a, a title, uh, traditional championship wrestling was doing some really good TV, some hard hitting wrestling. And, and he was holding the NWA title and they were trying to do a title, title match. Um, and I, I can't remember what ha- I don't know if it was an injury or what happened, but it never happened. But I'll tell you that. I follow him. Uh, I respect him as much as anybody in the business. His attitude is fantastic. You know, what is it? Respect, hard work. Uh, you know, you earn that respect. So, I mean, I you know, love the guy to death. And he and I have exchanged some, you know, some messages about that because I think we share that uh, love of the business and the love for or the appreciation for hard work. I, I like them a lot. It, I, I, yeah. I got to see him live and – I was taking pictures when I go to events where I can photograph at this match where I saw him at. I didn't have credentials to photo. A lot of the crew thought that I was because I was right up next to the ring taking pictures. <laughs> one of the one of the talent uh, called me out and told me to you know sit down and of course they <laughs> sat me down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I had to behave unless I wanted to get kicked out. Well, Adam was, uh, I was taking pictures of him and, and I remember he was walking back to the, uh, I guess the back and, 
I was taking pictures and he yelled at me and, uh, you know, said some choice words. And then afterwards, um, you know, he was signing and, and doing pictures and stuff. And we, we went up there and was, Hey, you want to take a picture? And I was like, I go, yeah. And I said, you know, the guy yelled at me about half hour ago and now he's, you know, uh, God blessing me. And, you know, I mean, it was just like, Hey, you know, he's out there doing a job and, but he was, he knew how to, um, take care of the people and take care of the fans. You know, he gave me the belt, you know, let me hold the belt. Right, I've never right. seen the belt like that yeah. before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, it, and it really is. It's cause there's a lot of discussion. I know when I was holding it, it's, uh, you know, they, they, one of the questions that, that you hear a lot is, does the belt make the man or does the man make the belt? And um, I learned very quickly that, you know, the that belt is a celebrity. You know, you carry that you carry that belt in and people want their picture made with the belt. And, you know, the guy carrying it is cool, too. But the belt is a legend. Uh, and, it, and, it, and deservedly. You know, it's an amazing it's, – you know, the history with that title is just unbelievable. It's beautiful and it's heavy. <laughs> oh, I believe it's it's every bit of ten pounds. I got uh I was on a show, I don't know, three or four weeks, three weeks ago, four weeks ago in South Carolina, uh, with Jerry Briscoe and you know, just to to get to spend a little bit of time with, with him and the history that he has and you know, I again we you and I talked about uh, wrestling books. I mean the guy was a legit shooter, a a champion a collegiate champion wrestler and, you know, the way he represented that. So it was, it, it's a lot of, uh, you know, there's so much history there that a lot of people don't know, but yeah, it's the, the, the belt itself is a legend and it should be. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's still around too. You know, it's, uh, when you look at it today and then you look at it, you know, when Ric Flair had it in 1980 or 84, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's it's just a it's a nice piece of artwork and uh it, it still means something, you know? Yeah, oh and it deserves that. You know, it's it's a you know, I think you mentioned earlier the I don't know, and there's been all sorts of terms, you know, when it was the dark period when it was lost in the wilderness, you know, all those kind of things. And and I get that and I get that, you know, when I held it I, I was very fortunate to be kind of that uh guy who Bridge the gap between um, the old, you know, the former ownership and the new ownership, and I tried to represent both of those well. But there, you know, there's no doubt when people would say, you know, because that's kind of a running joke, is oh wait, are they still around? Now I think, I think it's we've made a, a huge resurgence. I think was it yesterday, the day before was our two year anniversary of um, our NWA, our first NWA Power episode, and of course, you know, a lot of people not just us, but a lot of people lost some, some time during the COVID, you know, stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it deserves to be recognized. It deserves to be at the forefront. Uh, yeah, there was a dark period there where, you know, no TV, uh, a different concept on how it was done, but you know, it, that is, that's the history of what it, what it was. It's, and you can't take that. You can't deny that. When you look back, so Billy Corgan, um, I guess took over the, the company was like in fall of around this time and like the end of the summer, right? Of 2017. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I, I lose all concept of time. Um, when Billy took over, I was the champion. 
you know, I remember the day, I remember where I was, I remember everything that was happening. And, it, you know, so yeah, it's, it's four years sounds about right. And so when you, when you look at, you know, from the time that, you know, everyone was like, well, what's going to happen and how's it going to, you know, what's it going to look like and how are they going to do it? And, you know, um, and now you look back at it four years. What, what do you think? I mean, you know, because you have a different perspective. I'll tell you what I think. I think they, you know, I'm excited. What's your opinion, your take on how the company's done it? I was right there with everybody else. Um, you know, I heard about the, the acquisition because I know that the old ownership was under a no disclosure. You know, they couldn't talk about it. Um, we none of us knew. And I think it actually happened. I know it did. Um, at, uh, CAC, Cauliflower Alley whatever that was four years ago. And my, I was, I had not gone that year. Normally, you know, I had gone two or three years in a row to wrestle. I wasn't wrestling on that one. So I wasn't there. And I, my phone, I was sitting in my, as most people know I'm a school teacher and my phone just started blowing up with people going, you know, whether it was wrestlers or promoters or friends going, okay, what does this true? What happened? What, you know, why didn't you tell me? And I didn't know. So I, you know, I'm, I'm the world champion, but nobody knew because of no, you know, no, no disclosure policy as, as part of the, as part of the deal. Now, my take on that, um, you know, Billy from the very beginning has, has said we want to exceed expectations. And I, you know, I think without a doubt, I think he has, you know, the, like I said, the COVID thing was a bump in the road that we all had to deal with. Um, you know, but I think for me personally, it has been nothing but a every step along the way has, which it's not a lot of guys that at what, 54, 55 can say I'm at the height of my, you know, I'm getting the biggest push I've had in 20 something years. And then at 56 to say the same thing. And then at 57 to say the same, you know, I mean, it's for me personally, it's been just an amazing ride. Um, but I think, you know, the, it's the, the, it's limitless where we're going and where we've been, and I think we've, I think we they have done a fantastic job, and there's so much, so much more room, so many more things that we're gonna do. I tell you, I'm I'm very pleased with the product. Uh, I enjoy uh, the wrestlers and the names that they're bringing in. Um, you know, I just it's exciting to, uh, you know. Feel that NWA is back, and it, yeah. that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah, and and I know from the first day that that I we, I felt like for a while that I felt like I was, <laughs> I was like a, a, on an island, you know, I was the guy that was waving the NWA flag, and you know, people had forgotten about it, and and I walked into our first day of TV tapings and saw the ring and saw the apron and saw the old school look, you know, because it's we do a, we intentionally do a studio show atmosphere. It's designed that way. And I was, I was just awestruck at the way it looked because it's, you know, the old colors, the old ring look. Uh, and then, and then to walk into the locker room with a bunch of guys, some of, some of them I knew well, some of them I'd never met, some of them I knew just by, you know, reputation or whatever. And to find out every single guy felt that way. Every single girl felt that way. Uh, you know, and then I realized, okay, I was never out there. I was never out there on my own. It's just that was the part that was being active. And, 
And most of the guys, and you go from top to bottom, uh, you know, you know, from, from the, from Nick Aldis to Trevor to the Pope, you know, Chris Adonis, James Storm, you come down and all those guys have memories of, of the NWA and, and to wrestle. And and a lot of, a lot of us have wrestled all over, but to, to get that feeling in our locker room is extremely special and unique. it's an atmosphere that that most most have you know we we specialize in bringing guys in who have have been in the business for a long time and and I you know Tyrus uh you know JBG uh, all those guys that have come from from other organizations that have at some point Trevor would tell this story too that at one point he was like I may be done with wrestling and to walk into our locker room with the with the camaraderie we have with the with the respect for the business and how part how hard we work and how we support each other uh it it revitalizes careers uh it's it's a special thing and that's because of what the nwa stands for when billy corgan took over the nwa when when he stepped in he had this 20-year plan and then then they announced they were going to do the studio show and there's always there's always people that are going to you know speak against this idea or that idea, you know, if he does have a 20-year plan, he's he's got a good start on it, right? In the studio show that people said, well, it's not going to work in this day and age, well, it seems to be working really well. Well, and, and like I said earlier, it's, it's exceeded expectations in, you know, from the very beginning. For me, for me personally, it was the 10 pounds of gold. Um, that, that introduced me to a bigger audience and my expect, that exceeded my expectations of everybody else's. It was the first episode of NWA Power. I think, uh, Nick and I had a world title match on that one. The, you know, the NWA Power has exceeded and it continues to. We, you know, we, we finished up a month or so ago, uh, TV tapings at the Chase Ballroom in St. Louis, which, you know, there's a lot of people that said that was the his, that was the soul of the NW, of the NWA. That you know, I even went back and read, and you know, Harley Race, Ric Flair, uh, those guys. If you if you were anybody, you came through the chase in St. Louis. You came through St. Louis to get there. Um, right. You know, it's it just continues to grow and build, and I'm just proud to be a part of it. You know, I'm glad I have a place there. You touched on Trevor uh, Trevor a little bit. You you mentioned his name. Talk to uh, just a little bit. You know, before we wrap this up, about you know what kind of champion he is, what what he brings. A lot of people may remember him from his time in WWE, but you know, you mentioned his his connection with Harley Race. You know, uh, he was trained by Harley, and so there's a lot of tradition that he carries, right? The the respect that Harley has, Harley has still. In the wrestling world, whether it's with wrestlers, fans, whoever, the history that his name brings, uh, a lot of that, you know, he was he was part of the chase. He was part of Missouri. And to be able to wrestle there, the, the first wrestling there in 37 years, to bring that back and to do that, uh, we, you know, the original name, I think, was Race for the Chase, which was because of Harley. And then to have Trevor Murdoch, who was Harley's head trainer, his first big signee with, you know, with, with a big organization out of that. 
wrestle Nick Aldis, who also, you know, if you, you go back and listen to some of his stuff, he scraped up money when he was in England uh, to come here and train with Harley to have those guys in the main event. That all, all of that is just history just coming to life. Uh, you know, I was doing commentary on that match, uh, thankfully, because I wanted to, I wanted to see it. And I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, you know, Trevor came out in a jacket that basically was exactly like the one that Harley came out in. And as a, as a person who loves wrestling history, watching the match, there were, there were, I don't know, pick a number, a dozen different nods to wrestling history in that match. And they, and they did it very intentionally. So it, it's, you know, Trevor is an old school and that's, that's what we specialize in. We are, we are a locker room full of legit, tough wrestlers, men, women who know how to fight, know how to go out there and be physical and, and Trevor personifies that. Uh, you know, I, I saw that he had a, I saw that he had a t-shirt. He goes, he, you know, he posted it out there and said, it's my first t-shirt. But he said, uh, what is it? It says something like, uh, I'm not a tough guy, but I know one. And it's got Trevor's picture on it because Trevor legitimately is a tough guy and he, he's, he's talented, but he, he can bring it. It'll be interesting to just watch his reign and, and just to see some of the, uh, talent they put them against it's it's going to be interesting to watch and you mentioned the jacket about harley race i i saw that jacket in person yeah. when i was about 14 15 years old i he um i thought i was going to go see rick flair wrestle uh kevin at the okay. reunion arena in dallas and uh harley i guess harley got the title about a week before that and so gotcha. rick's yeah. Rick Flair was on the pro or in the program, but Harley right. Race was wrestling that night. And... Well, and I, you know, I grew up going to the Pond Bluff Convention Center watching, um, and and got to see some of some of those greats. I got to see Flair. I got to see Harley Race. You know, I think the thing that that made me want to become a professional wrestler the the main event on one of the first shows I went to was uh, Andre the Giant against Kim Patera. You know, so I got to see some of those guys at, at at the peak, and that's what that's what motivated me to want to do this. Right. So, just talk to us a little bit about you know what what does the the future have in store for Tim for yourself? What what, what are your plans? Well, I just you know I my whole thing has been from the beginning that. As long as I can continue to, I never want to. I never want to hang around too long. Um, as long as I can go out and represent myself and represent the product, and especially at this point, represent the NWA and do that in a in a way that is meaningful, then I'll continue to wrestle. And, and when I feel like I can't, then that's when I'll stop. Uh, but fortunately for me, you know, and again, it was it was a tough. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the whole announcing thing was kind of accidental. Um, I filled in on our pay-per-view coming back and was told you're going to have a couple of matches. It ended up what that turned into was I was doing color on the pay-per-view live. That was my first real experience doing that, and I've tried to work at it and get better. Uh, but, you know, it was one of those things that apparently I did a good enough job that I may have cost myself uh, whatever <laughs> whatever. uh program I was about to enter on the wrestling side 
I became right. more valuable for the commentating side. And, and I have mixed feelings on that, to be honest. You know, it's it's one of those things that I, I, I want to be good at both. Uh, I want to do both. And right now they're, they're letting me do both. So it's, you know, so for me, fortunately, to answer your question, I just want to be a part of the NWA. I want to continue to try to make it successful, whatever whatever role that means for me. And, and I'm being completely honest, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's as an announcer. I don't know if it's working in the back. I don't know if it's in the ring. Um, but fortunately, I have opportunities to do those things, and we have a great relationship. And I think I've, you know, I, I represent the product well every chance I get uh, to the best of my ability. So, you know, I'm going to keep going. Uh, I'm going to keep wrestling, and I'm going to keep loving the business, and and just be, you know, honored to be a part of it because I love this. I love the wrestling business. Well, it's fun to watch you in the ring, and and I really do appreciate. And, and I'm not just the the only one, you know. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm speaking for many, many people that say, hey, you know, thank you for everything that you've done for wrestling because, you know, we we watch you, right? We we watch wrestlers do it, but, you know, it is a hurt business, you know, and, yeah. and, and people put their bodies on the line and, you know, um, it's, you know, thank you for what you do because it's... <laughs> well, thank you, man. It's, there's definitely a price to be paid um, and it's, you know, it's everybody's Everybody's pain level and pain tolerance is different, uh, but there's nobody that that has been in the ring uh, that doesn't hurt. But it's also it's it's my happy place. It's where I want to be. It's what I love doing, and I hope that I can continue to do it and do it at a decent level. And that's what I hope to do. But I appreciate that. It's you know without uh, without people that appreciate my my normal response is that oh you're the one that appreciate. I I know that I know there are some out there, and I appreciate every everybody that loves. What we do, and I appreciate those that are fans because without uh, without them, you know, we wouldn't be doing getting getting the getting to do what we do. I wouldn't be able to get do what I love to do if it weren't for people that appreciated it. And that, so thank you, thank you for saying that, and thank thank for anybody out there that that does appreciate it. Sure, yeah, I mean, golly, I've been I've been addicted to it for about <laughs> at what forty years or and that's the right word, so. by the way. Yeah, that's the right yeah, word. oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, um, where can fans find you? Uh, you know, uh, are you wrestling uh, throughout Texas? Do you have social media? Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's Tim Storm One uh, on Instagram and you know, Real Tim Storm on Twitter. It's a great time to be a wrestler. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan because there's so much going on. So, anybody out there support independent wrestling? Support uh, to support the NWA. We're on every Tuesday night on on Fight TV, um, NWA Power, NWA Power Surge. There's so much going on, and it's it's just so good, and it's so good to be a part of. So, and, you know, like I said at the beginning, you and I we're in this together. We're we're all about uh, just helping each other and making each other successful. So, uh, Vinny, I appreciate you having me on, man. No, not a problem. I I enjoy the conversation. So, thank you so much. You're listening to the WrestleZill Podcast, where wrestling lives. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon.